the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is brought to you by Christy Stratton, accredited divorce coach. So many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. Everybody's been down, hit the bottom, hit the ground. Ooh, you're not alone. Just take a breath, don't forget, hang on to his promises. He wants you to know you're overcoming. Whether you or a loved one is considering divorce, going through it, or coming out of it, the Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is here to be your go-to educational and informational resource for those touched by divorce. Christy has been there, and now she's here to walk the path with you as a certified divorce coach and as your thinking partner. Her guests will bring you important insights and information, helping you make better decisions through this process, inspiring you to be your best self for you and your family, and give you hope. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton starts now. And here's your host, Christy Stratton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Divorce Coaching Hour. I'm Christy Stratton. And if this is the first time you are joining us, a very, very special welcome to you. And if you are back with us again this week, welcome to you, too. And thank you all so much for listening. I'm so happy that you're here with us. This show is for those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and also for friends and family of those divorcing It can be an overwhelming life event for everyone involved. We're not here to give you, to coach you to get a divorce or give you legal advice. We are here to walk with the the path with you wherever that may lead. And we bring you specialists who can help you make better decisions during this time, provide you information and resources, give you ideas, how to be your best self in a time that can frankly bring out your worst and give you hope. We've been talking about love this month in the February love month. And I said it on an earlier episode and I will say it again. I just kind of wonder, shouldn't every month be a month of love? I think so. You know, what if our perspectives focused on the truest of love? And I'm not talking about romantic love. I'm talking about loving with the truth. I'm talking about loving everything good and even bad. Even bad, you say? Mm-hmm. I do say that. Loving even the bad. And on the show today, you will learn how to love in the truth. And learning to love even in the bad can help you traverse the dissolution of a marriage. So and that may sound kind of hard. That might, might sound kind of challenging. But hang, hang with me here. I've also said this, I don't know that a lot of people marrying think that the love that brought them together at the altar will go away. I know I didn't. And I don't know that a lot of people think that they'll get divorced when they were standing at the altar. Quite the contrary. I think many people are hopeful. They are filled with that romantic love. And it all seems so lovely and nice and nice and lovely. But then comes life. 
Then comes the time when the romantic bliss fades away. And that is followed by the wondering of, you know, where all the love went. While an intent of this show is for those listening and contemplating divorce to hear something that might encourage them to re-engage in their marriage, hoping that they will, you know, be able with work and effort to commit to that loving feeling and that loving feeling can be rediscovered. That's an intent of the show. We're not here to talk about that specific thing today. What we are here to talk about is when that marriage does dissolve and, you know, how can you find that loving feeling again for where you are and who you are at that time? And said another way, we're here to talk about making friends with your current circumstances, whatever they are, and learning to love who you are at this time, such that whatever happens, you face it with your best self. And we've got a wonderful guest on today's show who can help us talk about just that. Kim Moore joins us today. Kim is an accredited coach, in fact, a, and this is going to be a mouthful, professional certified international coach, federation coach. And I know that it's a mouthful because I'm an international uh, federation coach, ACC coach. And Kim is the president of the Houston chapter of the International Coach Federation, and I'm honored to serve alongside with her on the board of directors. And so I'm even more honored that she's here today because she, too, has been through the dissolution of a marriage. I'm so glad she's going to be able to share her story and what she has learned about loving where and who she is through the different stages of that divorce, that those life changes. And Hey, a little fun fact about Kim. She used to sing with Lyle Lovett. So maybe, just maybe, we'll get her to sing a little bit to us. I don't know. Maybe maybe we will. So without further ado, listeners, let's welcome Kim Moore to the show, joining us by phone. Kim, welcome. Thanks for being here with us today. Hey, Christy. Thank you. Hey, across the across the Houston uh, Metroplex, could, that could be, you know, like a three-hour trip. So it's almost like you're in another city. So true. (laughs) So true. And you're only in the woodlands, but I'm so glad that we have this ability to bring you in by phone. So I just have to get this out of the way because I love talking to you (laughs) about it. So, okay, Lyle, love it. Tell us about that. Oh, Lyle and I were part of a a trio, not necessarily singing together, but we created uh, most of the music in a place at Texas A&M called The Basement Coffee House. That was in the days when coffee houses were the way of acoustic music singer-songwriters, and we met there and then had common friends between us and learned that we both loved writing, singing, harmony, and so we continued to play together at different situations and opportunities, including on the front porch when he was practicing, practicing with Robert Earl Keane, uh, as well as some other situations where Lyle and I just duetted. So, um, yeah, and just have kept in touch different ways over the years, and I've, I'm a big fan, very big fan. Well, it sounds, sounds fun, other than the A&M part. <laughs> you knew that yeah. was coming, right? No, but I love you anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's all Texas, right? It's all Texas. No, absolutely. I I love hearing that um, that story, and when I learned that about you, it just... You know, those little things that you learn about people and, um, you know, can connect you and and 
you know, obviously, as we've talked, that's a that's an important part of your life. And that was A&M. And and then you um, went on into life and life happened. Yes. And here that's we are today. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. Well, before uh, we kind of dig into that life story, I want to just unpack a little bit more and learn a little bit about you uh, as a coach. And I know you're an executive coach. A professional certified coach, as I said, through ICF. Tell us a little bit more about your business as a coach. Sure. I have uh, come to coaching through the door of designing compensation plans for executives mm-hmm. and consulting with global companies. And in that, probably 20 years of experience, found that the driver of good company culture and performance really boiled down to the the commitment, the truth, the the way of being of their leaders. I would say leader behaviors, but um, I would just say it's truly a way of of giving their best, showing up their best, and working together well. And I backed into coaching because as I looked for what was the main driver of the kind of world that I wanted to live in and I wanted my children to live in, it it seemed to me to be the most um, potent lever for the human being was to have continue, a continual journey of effort with a thought partner who could help call them into being their best. And that, in, in turn, would then affect the rest of their organization. So I um, probably um, went into full-time coaching about 10 years ago, was credentialed five years ago, and have been devoted to that investment in leaders across a lot of companies um, ever since. It sounds um, like a lot of years of experience that have been so fulfilling. And when you're talking about leadership as a way of being, um, I loved how you you went to use these words, continual journey of a thought partner. And thought partner gets my attention every single time. Um, and so what brings to mind there is no matter the, the, the context of the coaching, um, that with what you're doing in the executive world and leadership and what I'm doing in divorce coaching, it really is that thought par- partner. And, and I love, uh, again, going back to those words, the continual journey of, of, and way of being. And so I don't know that a lot of people can understand what coaching can do for us. And it's interesting. I, we spoke of ICF, um, the International Coach Federation, and our monthly meeting last month uh, or the month before. And it just really stuck with me. I think Marsha was our speaker and she said, you can't coach yourself. And it's so true. So um, what are your thoughts on that? You can't coach yourself. Ah, I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. I think we get better at um, self-reflection and self-awareness. And I believe that, you know, if we're, if we're anything over 20-something years old, we probably have stitched within us deeply the possibility of mindsets and perspectives and beliefs that have served us but may no longer do so. And so we can be blind to them. Mm. and blind to the opportunities of our choices. Um, so I would say I would agree. Yeah, well, and I love that you said that uh, we can be blind to them until maybe something like divorce wakes us up. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. We may not want that. As I said in the intro is I don't know that many of us stand or any of us stand at the altar and say, hey, you know, I'm going to get divorced. We we don't. And yet then it happens. And we look at as in some cases, you know, this is it. I'm done. I'm checking out type of thing. And the thing that we want to do with this show is understand, help people to understand that they're not alone out there and that they can. And you use the word mindset um, and and you're you're a a prime example of that. And we're going to dig into the next section segment, your background and what, you know, life brought about, not to say you were blind to it, but I, I'm, I'm going to guess. I probably um, was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was, and I, I, I say it all the time. I say it anywhere and everywhere I can. I wouldn't be a divorce coach if I hadn't gone through divorce. And at the time I might've not thought, okay, this is going to work together for good, but I would choose every day, every time to have gone through what I've gone through to what is now. And so when we come back, Mm -hmm. friends, we're going to talk more with Kim Moore. She's a a professional certified coach here in the Houston area. And we were talking about her coaching practice, but really more so her experience with divorce and how she has come through those life stages. So you guys stay tuned. Lots of good information. And we hope we hope that it's filled with a lot of hope for you. So stay tuned. Always second guessing the timing, but God has a plan, a purpose in this. You are his child and don't you... A divorce can change your whole world, including your financial picture. The more you know and the better you understand your options, the more likely you are to make sound financial decisions. Learn how to build a solid financial strategy today that may help you provide greater security and flexibility in the future. Morgan Stanley Financial Advisor Gary Wolf can help. Contact Gary Wolf today at 281-362-4706 to get started. That's 281-362-4706. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, member SIPC. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC, Morgan Stanley, its affiliates, and Morgan Stanley Financial Advisors do not provide legal advice. Clients should consult their attorney for legal matters. Real Estate Radio is super fun. You probably have heard the Real Estate Rat Pack, Rob Cook and Chris Kelso. If you haven't, check out the Real Estate Rat Pack. They are on every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM. That's right. Rob Cook and Chris Kelso doing tremendous work. They are the Real Estate Rat Pack. You can find them at realestateratpack.com. That's realestateratpack.com and Every Saturday at 9 a.m. on 100.7 FM, the Rat Pack has got your back. When you're selling your home, you want to wow people when they see it. Or if you're not selling and want to enhance your enjoyment of the home, consider Simple Elegance. The team at Simple Elegance, led by Mary Scally, are masters at staging homes for sale or helping you design your interior for maximum impact. Do what new home builders do. Call the staging masters, Simple Elegance, at 877-458-8254 and simpleelegancetx.com. There's a lot at stake in a divorce, and you want trusted and specialized counsel. Houston attorney Craig Haston is board certified by the Texas Board of Legal Specialization and has more than 25 years of legal experience. And experience is everything. Craig will help you make the best choices for your family and your future. When divorce seems to be your next step, contact one of the most recognized attorneys in Texas, Craig Haston. To schedule a consultation, call 281-890-1300 or go to HastonLaw.com. 
Across the wild pecas, we forded the new aces. We swam the Guadalupe and we followed the Brazos. So if you were listening at the beginning of the show, you heard that my guest used to sing with Lyle Lovett. And so, of course, we have some Lyle Lovett to bring us into the second segment here. And Kim Moore is with us. She is a professional certified coach of the International Coach Federation here, an executive coach in the Houston area. And she, as I said, used to sing with Lyle Lovett. And so, Kim, that song brings anything to mind? Yes, well, a couple of things. That was uh, one of the songs that we took, we being um, a lot of us singer-songwriters singer used to take that out to schools to help teach uh, geography to kids. Oh, wow. At the, folks, the Folk History Museum in Austin, one of my favorite cities. Oh, me too. Um, you can yes. actually see all these rivers of Texas and hear the songs written about them in Lyle uh, wrote one that had all that in it, which I loved. And um, also just, it's a beautiful dance song. I'm a boot scooter, so grew up in Texas. So um, I love that song for a slow two-step. Yeah, it's um, it was just the little snippet there I just heard when you were talking about the rivers, and I heard a, heard a very flowing melody, and it's so beautiful. So I might have to do a little uh, download of Lyle's songs and... Uh, and, and catch up on these. So nice, nice thing to share in addition to a tough subject, divorce. And as we were coming out of the first segment, um, we were talking about, you know, life and the journey of life and what you do as a coach, partnering, thought partnering with someone through that journey of life. But we also talked about when those happenings of life can come up, come up unexpectedly, um, and kind of wake us up maybe to a blind eye. And I know one of the things we talked about before you um, uh, joined us today in in preparing for the the show is just sharing your history of divorce. And so thank you for being courageous and brave and strong to come on and be willing to share this because I believe fully that when we can share our stories, the people who are listening out there can you know, know that they're not alone and they can think, you know, I, I, okay, I can do this. So that's just really wonderful. Very, um, very much honored that you would share. And so if you will, would you share your story of divorce with us? Yes. First of all, I'm through them. And, um, Praise I, God. Do, <laughs> I, I do say plural because I, I had two and, um, and I am happily remarried, um, but I think I would be happy even if I hadn't found my, my, my love uh, that I'm currently married to. But um, in a nutshell, I waited, I thought, fairly long, meaning I, I married at about age 31 to a bedazzling, brilliant um, person that I met in business. We shared common clients, and it was um, a, an awesome opportunity to be um, to admire someone and at the same time get to know them personally and feel that at that age I also knew myself professionally and personally and could make a really good assessment. Um, we made that decision in about probably four to six months. Uh, we lived in different parts of the city, so saw each other not too often. 
And then married, had two children within about two and a half years, so we call that Irish twins. I <laughs> absolutely adore both of them, and they are making the world a better place. Oh, I, and I know admire. a little bit about them. Yes, they are. Very, very much <laughs> really so. Really great kids, um, and except they're no longer kids. They're in their 30s. Yeah. And um, I think that the best way to put the bookends on things for our listeners would be to say, I chose not to see what I didn't want to see going into my marriage vows. There was, there was enough differences um, that I felt might change. This doesn't mean I think that person should have changed. I just went, it would be okay. And those should be okays didn't, um, they didn't get okay. In fact, they got worse. And um, I think I would add that that was a key part of learning. And my learning over the last half of our 12-year marriage was that the things that, um, the things that were concerning that I didn't want to see because the goods were so big and good about, about this marriage um, eventually tanked the, the ability to love and to stay committed and to be loyal um, to a marriage where there was no loyalty reciprocated. Mm. Um, and I will say that um, for those who may have be in, that, in a similar struggle, um, I did go through probably four years of Christian marriage counseling. Um, I took on the responsibility of fixing things as if it were all related to me. Mm. And... I could not do it by myself. It was my ultimate conclusion. And in a lot of prayer and with a lot of prayer from friends, um, the courage of facing the reality that this relationship would not work um, and the choices that my spouse was making, I, I needed to take a stand so that um, I think the integrity of marriage vows and the fidelity of my own faith um, stayed intact. Mm. As strange as that feels, it was more on my knees when I found the courage to file for divorce than when, you know, it was on my knees I found the courage, and it was on my knees I felt um, I saw that truth. Wow. And it certainly was a break from what um, the community of, of, of any of the churches, I, I play guitar and sing in many, many churches, and... Um, it was not something in that um, in that social fabric that anyone would ever want to do, um, mm -hmm. and, it, and it was hard, and it felt very, very lonely. But I also found the courage on my knees and through the faith and the encouragement of a few strong friends, um, stood up for loving myself and loving my God in a way that I felt was the only right way to do it, and that's how I filed for divorce. Um, and went through quite a few years of rebuilding. And I just have to say, just you know, but just pausing there is that is so courageous. It is so hard, but yeah. that is so courageous. And 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 obviously, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I just got the sense like my heart just broken broke open wide, and I could see you there coming to a place of surrender to your God. And, you know, that's often where we have to get. I, I got there on multiple occasions. And I, I know, odd, oddly enough, 
we haven't really talked our stories, but what you're even expressing in some sense is the same story. And so if it's our same story, it's many people's mm-hmm. same story. And therefore we can find our strength at the, at the feet of Jesus at yeah. on our knees. And so what a testament to that is. And so, um, and, and then you were single for a bit. I was, and I'm, I want to just package the next nine years in the, the, the title of The Foibles of a Nutritional Deficiency. Okay, tell that us means, about that. <laughs> well, the only thing I can say is I had been so lonely and mm. so without the things that gave me joy. Um, I had ceased to play music. I had ceased um, being out of doors. I had ceased being out with friends, I had withdrawn because of this terrible secret of how miserable things really were. Mm-hmm. And in order to hide that, I had withdrawn, um, certainly kept up my responsibilities in many, many ways, but the joy had gone away for me. So being when I was single then, I had the freedom, though I was still raising my kids, I had the freedom to go back and re-engage in music and sunshine and song and people and programs and church and the out-of-doors, and I did. And um, along that trail, I met someone who seemed to represent all of those things that I had been so missing sharing with my spouse. Mm -hmm. And they became a companion that offered all of that. And I became, I I made the mistake of of not looking beyond that. And it, when I say it was a nutritional deficiency, it was like gobbling down every vitamin that I could get and soaking it all up without regard to what else may be in the bottle. Right, <laughs> now, right. How could someone in their early 40s make that kind of mistake? Uh, I did. It happens. And um, I also felt in my community that um, dating someone that, in a way that didn't lead to marriage was inappropriate. Um, as a parent, as as a upstanding you know person in society, so we married, mm. and that began nine, nine years, starting with the first week. Um, nine years of um, probably the most abusive relationship I think I had known, mm. um, and because I didn't want a second round of divorce on the heads of my children or myself. I did everything I could to hold it together financially. Right. was the breadwinner, um, was traveling around the U.S., hardly there, exhausted, and trying to combat someone who really was in there to basically use every bit of funds they could mm. and uh, take what they could. Uh, so, you know, Kim... Uh, I got really stupid. That You know, we might feel that way, and I just, I, um, obviously, I'm not going to coach a coach, but I might. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, we do a lot of wor- things with words, and I know, I know that I know that we can feel that way. But, you know, what I heard in there was a woman uh, seeking, seeking, yeah, I think it's a, now that you unpack that, that makes a lot of sense, is that nutritional deficiency, you saw what you wanted to see. So almost in a way, those reverse blinders. Right. And then those came came off. So you what what I heard in there is you you kind of went you knew that you knew what you wanted. But I heard you say that he wasn't the lead of the marriage and a marriage is not going to work without the man as the the lead of the marriage. And I've I've actually learned that not being in relationship um, 
But folks, we're listening um, today. Those of you who are listening, we're talking with Kim Moore. She is a coach here in the Houston area, fellow coach with me at the International Coach Federation, our president of that chapter. And so honored to have her here. We're talking about her story of divorce and gleaning from it how you can to find the love of where you are, um, who you are at the time that you're in. So you guys stay tuned. Lots more to unpack here. Lots more to learn. You guys stay with us. Here's today's two-minute tip. We've been talking about love a lot this month, and we've been talking about what you can do for you. But we have some precious little ones, no matter the age, that need extra love during divorce, too. So today we talk about kids in the midst of divorce. I featured these tips on a previous episode, and I feel it's timely to feature them again because we must always talk about the children involved in divorce as it affects them as much, if not more, as us. Today, I'm featuring five tips from family law attorney Craig Haston about helping children cope with divorce. As Craig shares, first and foremost, it's important for parents who are going through divorce to take proactive steps to help their children to adjust to the changes of divorce. He also says to minimize conflict. Do your best to isolate your children from conflict between you and your spouse all days of the year. No child likes to see their parents fight keep things positive. While it's good to have, you know, honest and age-appropriate conversations about what's happening, it's important to try to foster a positive atmosphere in your home. So don't vent at your children or burden them with your problems. Maintain consistency. Children, especially young ones, thrive on predictability. Establish a sense of order. Stick to schedules. Give them space. Emotions can run high during this time. So personal space may be paramount for older tweens and teens. Make sure they know they can come to you, but Give them space to handle divorce in their own way. Uphold your obligations. Follow through on custody agreements through any time of the year. And make sure that you take the perspective. It may feel like one of the hardest times of your life during the process of divorce, but don't forget your children. I promise that if you put your children first in this situation and and use these tips and again, Take the high road in all things. Uh, The process will be better for all. If you want more tips about divorce, go to HastonLaw.com. You can also reach him to talk about your family law needs at 281-890-1300. Listen each week for another two-minute tip, all to support you or someone you know who is facing or going through divorce. And please share this episode with those who will benefit. I love acoustic guitar. That is so beautiful. That's Lyle Lovett. And we are talking with Kim Moore, a professional certified coach here in the Houston area. And she's talking with us about her life experiences, including divorce. One life experience was singing with Lyle Lovett. So we are theming today's show with some (laughs) Lyle Lovett music. Tell us about that one, Kim. Um. That was earlier in his career. That was um, while he was still um, mostly writing and singing uh, with acoustic before he went into his large band days. And, you know, then he went into Road to Ensenada, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He has multiple albums after that. What I want to say is that Lyle's wit and his strength in writing as a journalism major at A&M uh, just is woven so much through his songs that I don't really care 
what he sings, I'm listening. Mm, those um, lyrics. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it brings, I, I was just talking to someone this morning about lyrics and how important, and I just, they're the music of life, music to my heart. And, and so interesting, um, not to be kind of, I don't even know what the word would be, but, um, silly about it, but we're kind of talking about the lyrical movement of life and, and what you've been through. And I know that seeing you know, speaking that to a, uh, a musician as yourself, um, we, we can share a connection there while I have not sang like you, but, (laughs) um, interesting as we were talking about that journey of life, we were talking about these blinders that come, come up. And so you were sharing your second marriage and, what what you perceived to be one way turned out to be a different way. And mm-hmm. so I'm just wondering, what did you learn through that? And, you know, for those thinking about the listeners out there who might have gone or might be in the same situ- situation, similar situation, what, you know, what did you learn? What did you glean? And maybe what even, and I'm stacking questions on a coach, <laughs> but maybe what what would you want maybe somebody to get out of that story? Yeah, I think um, what I learned from choice number two, um, and I called it my nutritional deficiency days, um, I went on overload of the things that I had so missed, you know, companionship and love and, you know, music and sunshine. And someone who represented all those things seemed to be the perfect solution for my heart. But those things were not the same as the whole person. And what I learned from that was that um, kind of like what we said, it's very hard for a coach to coach themselves because we have within us these these big um, big vision and sometimes big vision of what we want and what we think is something we'll deliver. We're blind to what's around the corner and what's behind them. And I would say... It's really important to slow things down and invite a tribe of really committed, faithful, believing friends who Mm -hmm. know what true love and sacrifice and faith looks like for whomever it is, male or female, if you're reconsidering a, a committed, you know, a marriage again, make sure... I would. I wish I had made sure to give it a long two-year, you know, process where everyone I loved and that from the church and and that I knew loved me had gotten very involved. Honestly, especially a lot of men, because I think men men size up men very well, mm. and I think it would have helped me with my blind spots. Mm. And I would highly, I would suggest that would be a great practice for anyone um, going into courtship or anything else after a marriage is give it time, have a tribe that really devoted faithfully to, to God and to you, and, and have, have people of the same gender really spend some time with who it is you're considering. You know, I think that's, um, while it may not be what some want to hear out there in the world, because oftentimes we're looking to, uh, and I, you know, I, I, in some sense did it, we're kind of looking to fill those voids, whatever it is that we're, we're coming out of, we, and we'll fill those voids with, with mostly whatever it feels, feels great. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but there is a truth and there is a truth in the Bible and there's a truth to uh, what true intimacy is with a person. And it's not physical intimacy. It's uh, it's a friendship and it's putting God first and God's word. And if um, and so I often say this, like I feel like I've learned true intimacy by being out of relationships because I was in multiple relationships after my divorce and uh, none of them were working out. And so I just finally said, stop it. Let me just do (laughs) what? Just stop it. That's coaching yourself. Okay, it's in the Bible. This is what God says a relationship's to be. Okay, I've done it wrong all my life. Let me try it this way. And, um, and, and, and it can be hard because the world tells us otherwise. And so what I'm hearing is you came to the same sort of conclusion I did, yet in a different way. And people don't want to hear that. But really, it's, it's kind of like that thing in business. You've heard people say, uh, I think I may say it wrong, but fail fast. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, so this is a person and if it's not going to work out, like go ahead and like fail fast and don't get so overly involved. But at the same time, if the person continues to show actions of who he is or who she is and continues to reveal even more good, then look at that positively. But if you're beginning to see those red flags, then, you know, kind of stop it already. Right. And it can be so hard, but it really can be quite simple if we follow God's word. And it sounds like that's kind of what you went to. You said, you know, a long, long time going to what the, uh, um, um, you know, for a man, woman relationship, the man as the leader, the Christian head of the household and and friends, godly friends who are meeting him. And I love that you're saying put him around you know, put him or her around other men, other women who can speak the same language and give you truth in love from those godly, that godly counsel, that wise counsel. So where did that, I wonder, with all that learning, where did that lead you next? Well, it it led me to some some years of, of being on my own and um, to being very whole and complete that way. Um, to a great amount of joy um, in in uncertainty, mm-hmm. and just and not just and in trusting that all the paths of the Lord are full of loving kindness and truth, um, which is one of my favorite, you know, sections of Psalms twenty four nine, um, and nine and ten. And I I really had a lot of hope in that, and there was interestingly this healing and growth that took place in my heart. And when I trusted that his ways were good and that he knew me better than anyone, which allowed me to bring that out, love it, see it, share it, without there needing to be anyone else in my life. Mm, And that then called forth the kind of person who wasn't sensing someone hurting, someone vulnerable, someone too needy, potentially, someone who was maybe blinded by whatever, um, it, it created in me a deep, deep strength. I, strangely, I know it sounds weird, but I love God and I love myself. And I got my paperwork and my financials in order. I got on top of all my world, which, as anyone would know, the paperwork of divorce and the reestablishing of one's life financially is, is a huge effort. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So putting that all together, being, not being ashamed, 
of what my history was and being proud to offer it as a strength to others um, because I'd taken, taken it back, gotten in control, and then given that control to God. Um, it created in me just this whole calm person. Some of that calmness was because I, went, I was in meditation classes. It was part of a, a prayerfulness journey that I was doing with my church, and we were also in meditation. And um, someone else who was practicing with me was in that class, and um, they ended up um, five years ago becoming um, my husband. Mm. So we were on the same path, shared similar commitments, and great amount of commonalities in terms of our love for the out-of-doors sharing, but I I found them because I was already on my path. Mm. And they they happened to be choosing the same path as me. So I wasn't looking and um, put it through the test of time and friends that knew and loved me. And with that, with that community of faith and friends around me, we married um, in a little Texas town so that my 93-year-old dad could come to my wedding. Aww. And um, we've been happily ever after. You know, I just heard hope in that for someone. And if someone's listening that, you know, you've been through a lot, Kim, and you've learned through each and every experience of marriage and then remarriage of what to do, what not to do, but through your faith, you've learned. And I love what you said. I love my Lord and I love myself. And that's a place of strength and calmness. And when we can get there, we actually attract um, not just romantic partners into our lives, but best partners of our lives, friends, family, uh, it, it, it really is a testament to the word of God in that when we turn to it and we, we just so seek after that and thirst after that, uh, it, it, it's, um, it's just amazing what can happen in your life. And I, I see you, I'm, you know, in, in collaborative work with you and your leadership skills and, um, you know, that calmness, even in, you know, some, I, I'm running an organization can be really fun sometimes, right? Uh, <laughs> it can be a bit chaotic. <laughs> a little chaotic, but that's the definition of life. And so I just thank you for sharing that. We're talking to Kim Moore, a professional certified coach here in the Houston area. And we are talking about, I've been talking about her path of divorce and where it's come through hope and healing through Christ. And now she's in a marriage with her best friend forever, as she says. And so, so amazing. You guys stay tuned. We're going to come back with final thoughts. So don't miss it. The Divorce Coaching Hour with Christy Stratton is meant to come alongside those considering divorce in the midst of it, coming out of it, and maybe even help save some marriages. Many people are affected by divorce at some point in their lives, whether they are going through a divorce or they know someone who is or has. It can be a lonely and challenging time of life, but it doesn't have to be. There are many professionals involved in the divorce process who want the very best outcome for those involved. These professionals include attorneys, financial analysts, mental health professionals, and those in the helping professions, real estate agents, title companies, churches, and those are only a few. For those touched by divorce, these professionals play a critical role in the outcome, and those going through this process need to know about them. Another goal of this show is to provide resources to listeners, including informing them about the professionals who can help. If you'd like to let our listeners know about you and your company and services, 
please contact us. We have corporate sponsor opportunities available. Call 281-944-8043 for more information. That's 281-944-8043. We want to help our listeners know about you and your business. Call us today to apply as there are some requirements. Call 281-944-8043. I said I don't like hippies and I, I don't like cornbread and I don't like much. I said I don't like hippies and I, and we are back with Kim Moore. Uh, she is a coach here in the Houston area uh, and a professional certified coach with uh, through an organization accredited through an organization called the International Coach Federation, of which I am honored to be a part. And I'm honored to serve with Kim, too, as a board member uh, for the Houston chapter here. So we are lucky to do a lot of great things together and have a lot of robust programs and so forth. So, you know, if you're out there and listening and looking to start something new in your life or have always had an interest, you know, certainly reach out to me. Um, we're going to find out how to reach out to Kim here in just a moment and, you know, inquire about that. I, you know, had the desire to move into coaching and life took me in different ways to be able to finally get there. Kim had the same thing. Uh, so, um, you know, here we are, two coaches being able to share our stories and help you. So let's do that, Kim, real quick. Let's find out how people can reach you if they do want to reach out to you about coaching or, you know, just from an inspirational standpoint or what have you. Thank you. And that would be great. Um, Anyone can reach me with a question on what we've talked about today as well as coaching at my site. It's it's easiest to find out about me, and that's K-R-M-O-O-R-E.com. So, krmore.com. That's my website. It's my name. And my email is basically the same thing, Kim at K-R-M-O-O-R-E. Kim at krmore.com. Yeah, Kim at krmoore.com. Kim at Kim Moore. Well, K-R, not Kim. They got to know that because if they try to get Kim Moore, they might get somebody else. They might. There's a lot of us around, I found out. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, good. And thank you for being here again on the show and sharing your, you know, we talked about uh, it being um, on the break. We were talking about this topic being kind of a vulnerability topic. And yes, while that's kind of a catchword these days, you know, still people may not want to hear that story, but this is a place, this is a place where people who are hurting and going through considering divorce in the midst of or coming out of it can come to a place and hear other people maybe like them, maybe in similar circumstances and learn and, you know, learn from them, but also know that they are, uh, they're not alone in the situation. Um, you know, we're going to switch gears here a little bit because in the final thoughts, we've been talking about the mindset shifts. We've been talking about the emotions, but there are some truly tactical elements of divorce that we need to focus in on and, that's one of the things that, uh, Kim, you had shared with me on the break and prior to that you think it is a very important aspect of the divorce process. And right. that is the like getting your stuff in order. And what does that mean? Well, it, I would say for, in, in a nutshell, it's go from for all of us that may be considering or coming out of or in some part of the divorce process. Uh, number one, there is no shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let shame move from shame into strength and being strong about what you know and what you know you need to have in order is your finances, your legal documents, and your 
I think the the documents that also designate how things flow in the event of your death, mm. so an estate plan, a will, a trust, whatever it is, if you have children or family members that you want to make sure that no one else is responsible um, anymore except for you. So get on top of it. Know what you've got. Document it well legally. Have a good lawyer that can walk through what your desires are and um, and put things in order and review it frequently. <laughs> so um, I, I think when we're, I know when we're going through the difficulty of divorce, the last thing we want to do is look at the details of paperwork. You can say that again. <laughs> yes. Our hearts are already confused enough. Our eyes can get crossed and our heads can be fuzzy. But when you go take a long run or stand and look at a sunset and take a deep breath, you go, this is my world, my life. I'm taking ownership of it. Mm. I'm taking responsibility of it. And God help me. I will do my part, and I will honor, and I will honor God by doing that. Mm. It is no longer someone else's responsibility to take care of or shepherd these details. It's mine. So I, I would highly recommend we take that stance around our lives and then give it all back to God when we've done our part uh, mm-hmm. as we do it so that we don't leave any stones unturned as best we can. I, I just love that you're speaking to it. We have a lot of you know, folks on the show talking about the financial aspects of uh, divorce. We've got attorneys with mental health professionals, and that entire team is necessary. But it's not often that we have someone who has just themselves been through divorce who is not functioning in that professional arena, i.e. a financial advisor, a money manager, a CPA, or something like that. And so what I'm hearing is a wholehearted woman who's been there, done that, learned through it. And I even heard in an earlier segment, you said you took that time when you were single to get on top of everything. And I think one of the things that's really coming to mind is that and I use myself as a, an example of what not to do is I, I didn't um, do do that. And, and what I went through was, I'll just call it, I often call it financial obliteration. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, because I didn't get on top of it, it is still affecting me today. Not as much, but it is, in fact. And so, uh, you know, we oftentimes... Um, you know, we have to learn lessons the hard way. And that's one that I've learned. And I'm, I am working diligently today to get on top of it. But you're, you talked even more than just a budget, the documents you have to produce at the, you know, during to the courts during the dissolution of a marriage, you're talking about an estate plan, you're talking about trusts, you're talking about reviewing it frequently. It doesn't end. And one of the things I think people listening, it's not just around divorce, we need to do this all the time, anytime for our lives um, so that we can leave things kind of in a tidy manner. And I love, I love that I love that you took it to the place of honoring God. And what I don't want to hear, I don't want people to hear that um, in, if you are in that muddy place of not being able, you know, with your, as you said, the eyes crossed and you're not doing a great job of it. You're not honoring God. He, he wants, you know, a repentant heart. He wants, somebody who's trying to do the best. And, you know, I, I think that brings me, just ask him for help. Yeah. 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 And, and ask others. There are, there are helping professionals in, in banking, in law, in finance, and, and, and friends who have been through, like me, who know enough to get you on your feet and, to, and take their counsel. You know, marriage is, is both 
the church and the state. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes tend to think someone else's job to do the state part, the, the legal part of who owns what. Right. And yet, you know, we, the church can't do that for us. Right. That is our job to do. Mm-hmm. And so I would just say do your part, which is the, the civil part of being a citizen to take care of one's, you know, to take care of even your two pair of shoes if that's all you walk away with or what you take into the rest of your life. Make sure they're shined. Make sure you know where you're, what direction they're pointed and take ownership. Yeah. And, slowly, and slowly we do rebuild. And, Christy, I learned this because I, too, was decimated. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I came out of my first um, divorce. So um, I got a little bit better and then a little bit better. So it, it was a journey, but it's one that I wish someone had said at the beginning in my first marriage to have an order. Yeah. You know, you use the word journey and to bring us back to the beginning of the show today. Um, and uh, if you've been listening or, or just joining us, we're talking with Kim Moore, uh, uh, who's a coach here in the Houston area. And we've talking talked about from her place of her professional work of walking uh, the path with people in a journey through uh, leadership and in the professional world. But it's also a journey that we walk through when we walk through divorce and where those blinders that come through uh, or, or those blinders that come off rather when divorce maybe wakes us up. And, um, you know, whatever that path is, wherever we go, there are people out there who can help you. And I think the thing that I heard in there is and this can be really hard for people, but, you know, ask for help and, and hear that. I think listeners definitely um, ask for help, whether it be a financial helping person, whether it be myself here on the show and give me a call or give Kim a call. There are people who want to help. And, you know, someone who was on my show uh, last week said, you know, when we don't receive help from someone, we're actually kind of cutting off their ability to contribute. And so we need to give them that the opportunity. So listeners, I hope that you've heard uh, that you're not alone out there uh, and that there are people walking the path with you. And, you know, as a divorce coach, that's one of my goals is to walk that path with you. But also, as Kim was talking about, is thinking about these things and bringing people around you to help you think about what's going on, think through it, whether you're stepping into another relationship, whether you're making decisions financially, et cetera. My guests and I are here to walk the path, that path with you and provide you that information and insight when you need it most. So Kim, thank you so much for sharing your heart, sharing your journey so honestly. I very much appreciate it. I know the listeners will benefit. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for this show. I yeah, think it's been a gift to many people. God, God given. And I'm so grateful, grateful. Thank you for listening today. Please find us at the divorce coaching hour.com or call me at 281-944-8043. That's 281-944-8043. Thank you for listening today. I'm Christy Stratton, and I can't wait to be here with you each and every Saturday from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word. The Word.